Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Choose a podcast. Choose our podcast. Choose to listen to us. Choose to subscribe to us. Choose to follow us on social. Choose Nadim and Mita. Choose cinema. Choose the movies. Choose not to download. Choose the movie theater. Choose a medium popcorn with butter, a large Coke Zero, and a bag of M&Ms. Choose movies to watch before the end of the world. Okay. I will say that was your best one of all 60 episodes because you wrote that. <laughs> you like sat like there that. and you came up with the like cadence and like... Well done, Mita. Thank you. Um, when you impressed. edit this, can you put the music in the background? <laughs> no, that's going at the end. Fine, okay. But that was very good. Very well done. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I worked really hard yeah, on that one. Really... No, I did it in two seconds. I was really, really, really impressed. Okay, good. Mita, before I ask you the, the question, the cardinal question, yes. uh, is there anything on your desk that you will be fidgeting with and making excess noise with? Just my laptop. Okay. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm allowed at, to make noise with that. My you're not allowed to device. make noise. I have to move things around while we're talking. Yeah, that's fine. But I'm editing this... Cinderella story right now. And there's like little clicks happening. You're playing with something on your disc. There I'm was gonna... an earring on the tape. <gasps> How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? But I'm no longer in my bedroom. I have a new home oh, office. Oh, I hear, yes. It's yeah. Very so first of all, I'm living and breathing, just so everybody knows. <laughs> While we just get into it, <laughs> in case they were like, so I think they were wondering. Yeah. yeah. But I'm going to be working from home now. Yeah. And so Mita I made quit a home her office. job at. No, don't say it. <laughs> don't. You can look up where we work. I just don't want to say it out loud. Fine. But Mita quit her job. I did because I'm starting a new job. Yeah. Not. She's not, not all. I'm not crazy like she's that. Not being homeless. <laughs> I have something set up, but I have a week of unemployment, which I've, in my whole like career, I've only ever been unemployed for one day. Yeah. So this is like kind of big. I have a whole week of yeah. like not having a job, which is interesting, but I'm setting up an office. So the sound might be a little bit different because I'm trying to figure out if I should record in here, but I don't think I will because it is a little bit echoey. There's not a lot of furniture mm-hmm. in this room, so there aren't things kind of absorbing that sound. We'll see though. We'll try it out this yeah. episode. If it's echoey, then our listeners know why. There you go. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. Not sorry. I have an office. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How's the week been, Meets? I don't. This whole week has been a blur. My birthday was last oh, week. Oh, yes. Meets is officially 30, guys. Woo! I kind of like it. Death. Huh? One step closer to death. Don't be rude. <laughs> You're closer. <laughs> I am. It's, that's why I can say it because I am closer. There you go. Um, no, I'm liking it so far. Yeah. Um, I've decided to get very organized. Like I purged a lot of things from my bedroom. It's already looking really good. Everything is organized. I think 30 is going to be good. I go for walks every morning now that I'm 30. Yeah. (laughs) You need to consider your joint pain because it just will flare up all of a sudden. Really? Yeah. My lower back has been I have lower back pain for absolutely no clue why. Oh. I mean, I have boobs, so I think that's why. I do too. (laughs) <laughs> our audience can't see me but i do yeah. a solid a cup <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> <sighs> how are you nadim how's your week been I'm good i wanted to talk about something okay i for some reason have just come across a bunch of internet things 
Mm-hmm. And I've come across a bunch of, I don't know, all of a sudden, about a lot of lists of people who have like walked out of movies. Mm-hmm. And you go through the list and there's a lot of people who have walked out of like really bad movies like Freddy Got Fingered or whatever. And then someone walked out of La La Land. And then the list was like La La Land. They stopped watching The Godfather. They stopped watching like No Country for Old Men. And they're like, oh, it just got so boring. Wait, were uh, they going through all the movies we've done? No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bunch of like, it was a, a list of like random movies. And then people were just like, it was just so boring. It wasn't going anywhere. And I was just like, do you have the what? attention span of like a three-year-old that you couldn't get through a non-action-y or like not? Someone said Bridesmaids wasn't funny. Uh, and I actually was just, just like, I was just completely flabbergasted by this list. And it actually made me a little angry. Was this person a robot? It was a bunch of people. It was like 20 movies and it was 20 people who submitted to this random like Reddit list that BuzzFeed oh. then printed. And I was just like, that is insane. I don't know. These are the same people who love sitting through like Transformers. Here's the thing. We have things like TikTok now where it's like six seconds to yeah. grab your attention and that's it. And then you're on to the next one. But isn't that like dangerous? Like that we're really it's so dangerous. The attention, we are like our attention span is so finite now. It's so limited that like you mm-hmm. need to capture my attention like right away or I'm out. Like, Otherwise you're done. There's no place to breathe. But like at the same time, if those people can't appreciate it, like who are they to critique movies then if you can't even sit through one? That you know you've heard is, like, reputable. Yeah. Who are you to then make a list of, like, were they saying these were all terrible movies? Some people, most of the response for a lot of people who walked out of them was it was boring. I don't like that. And it was a variety of movies. I'm not just saying it was just, like, dramas that people did. It was, like, comedies, like, Bridesmaids, like, critically acclaimed box office hits that people were like, I just couldn't watch this. And granted, I get that, like, not every movie is for everyone. But even a movie like, you know what, even I can sit back and, and say why I under why I get the appeal of the Avengers. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Marvel Universe. It's not for me. But I get why people watch it. Yeah. I just don't get the people who walk out of something artful and say, ugh, it was just boring. That response has always irritated me. Or who are not even giving it a chance. Yeah. Or who view something who that takes a little time and has a little subtlety and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And v- call it boring and just di- be are so dismissive about it. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I've been in that situation, though, where I've started something and I'm like, I can't get into this right now. I'm, like, too distracted by yeah, other things to actually sit down and appreciate it. I think that's a little bit different when you realize, like, no, I should, like, have all my focus on this, but I just don't have that attention yeah. span right now. That's Whereas funny. it's different where it's just, like, they're sitting there and they need that. They need something to excite them right from the get-go. In order to, yeah, like, how how will they watch Widows? How? How are you going to sit there <laughs> and watch Widows? A movie that, like, I don't think is amazing, but I think is so rewarding. And when it gets to that point, when it gets to that There are climax, some scenes in Widows where I, I just, I don't, I, I again, I don't think Widows is great. I think it's quite flawed. But there are some sequences that are, like, so flawless that it's like, you got to sit there and really, like, you have to earn it. Yeah. I remember watching, this is not a Let's Talk About Widows podcast, but the Widows podcast. <laughs> that there's a sequence, and I, I, I've used this in like educated arguments about like race and poverty, but there's a sequence with Carl, when Carl, Carlton, when Colin Farrell gets into a car in the projects of Chicago, and it's a single shot following the car driving him home. And there's a conversation happening inside the car, and you're following Colin Farrell, the, you're following the car 
and walk going through the neighborhood and you see in this single shot in this one conversation that is like two minutes long that they are driving through actual Chicago going from the poorest area to the richest area in Chicago and it, it blew my mind. So good. It blew my mind. I was just like, why are we watching this? And then we get there and I'm like, wait, what just happened? And it was Steve just... McQueen. It, 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 there are some amazing sequences like that in that movie. But you you have to stick with it to be rewarded for it. And there's also Elizabeth Debicki in that movie. Okay, anyways, and you have on. to stick with it to understand why she's so good. Oh, Mita. Anyways, on our itinerary, you also had something you wanted to mention. I did. Okay, so have you seen the news about our friend Stephen Dorff as of late? No. No. Okay, so Stephen Dorff was doing an interview with the UK Telegram, I think, in which he has not seen Black Widow, which comes out this weekend, yeah. which, speaking of Marvel movies, is very exciting. I'm excited about it. I'm not going to buy the Disney... Um, the $35. Like to, yeah, I'll wait until it's like available. Are you, or are you going to go see it in theater? Are theaters open here? They are over the border in Quebec. Yeah, no, I'm not going to Quebec. Sorry if that isolates some of our listeners, but I'm not going to Quebec. But yeah, so Stephen Dorff was just like doing this interview. I only read like clips or read clips of it, but I didn't, I don't have the full yeah. interview, but I guess they were asking him about like movies today. And he was just saying that Black Widow movie, I'm embarrassed for Scarlett Johansson. I would never do a movie like that. It looks like trash, <laughs> like just like going off <laughs> and like. So many moons ago, like two years ago, Martin Scorsese said something yeah, yeah. similarly, but like with a lot more class. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just, I found it so interesting because I think he was trying to say that like, as an actor, if he was offered those kinds of things, he would always say no. And one of his quotes was that if I had the opportunity to work with the next Kubrick, I would rather do that than do some like million dollar action movie. But here's my question. Does the next Kubrick in today's world know who Stephen Dorff is? Does Stephen Dorff, would Stephen Dorff be saying that if he was getting offered those roles? Exactly. And like, yes, Scarlett Johansson has made some questionable choices in Absolutely. the last few years, but we still know who Scarlett is. And I'm sure the next Kubrick would like to work with Scarlett Johansson. Over Stephen Dorff. Yeah. For sure. I, I also just want to say that when Martin Scorsese makes that comment, A, it's a lot more artful than that. And B, yeah. Martin Scorsese's argument is quite understandable. Like even I think fans of the Marvel Universe, like you, you can read mm-hmm. something like what he said and be like, I guess I kind of get where he's I going understand, with yeah. this. I understand your gripe. But like for Stephen Dwarf to be like, I would never. It's just like, who's asking you to? Asking you. Nobody yeah. wants you to be his <laughs> Whereas I think if... If Martin Scorsese was like, I'd love to direct a Marvel movie, someone would kill someone in order to get Marvel to get him to do it. Yeah. Know your role, man. No, I just... Oh, I, I actually can't I think of something like, important he's done recently. Exactly. The last thing I can think of is Somewhere. That's the... Yeah. Oh, True Detective Season 3, which I haven't watched. Which, again, True Detective was not even that great in Season 1, if I'm being honest. I think it's a little overrated I think it's totally well. overrated. Yeah. I do like Carrie Fukunaga, though. Fine. And I'm excited for Bond. Yeah. There's a good example of somebody who, like, is obviously has merit and is doing interesting things and now is going to do something that's like an action blockbuster. Why can't there be room for both? Well, is he saying that Chloe Zhao, who just won an Academy Award for Best Director, it's beneath her? Or that he's better than her? To Eternals? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, Steven! Like, you should know better than that. Who it, knows who Stephen Dorff is? Honestly, I think half the people listening are probably Googling him right now. Who is Stephen Dorff? Yeah. 
He looks like Kiefer Sutherland. That's all I'll say. But not as charming as Kiefer Sutherland. No. And did not date Julia Roberts. But wait, you find Kiefer charming? There's something about Kiefer I quite like. I find him gross. <laughs> I like him. I've always had a thing. Think... I've always appreciated Kiefer. Okay. Yeah. I'll let you have that. I don't know why. But I just have. But yeah, that's a dumb thing. And this is coming from someone who doesn't like the Marvel universe. But I Exactly. But can I just say if someone asked me to write a Marvel movie, I'd be like, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No Don't like, come down on Scarjo. Yeah. Who also internet rumors. Everyone believes that she is pregnant. How do we feel? I mean her and Colin <laughs> It's none of our business. And, yeah, it's absolutely none of our business. And like, can I just say, like, if she, it that that must be really tough because pregnancy is a real tightrope. And like, yeah. she it could have been really hard to get pregnant. She could have like, she's would have a geriatric pregnancy at this point based on her age. Like it's, I think she's like in her, she's like 35, which makes her geriatric. Is that considered geriatric? Yeah, 30, okay. Above 35 yeah. is geriatric. So okay. it's no one's place to speculate on that. No, it's not. That's said. Her and Colin Jost have been together for a while, so it wouldn't be surprising. I really like them. I think they're cute. I and think it they're makes a weird couple because I think she's way too hot for him. No, Colin Jost is really adorable. Yeah, she's hot. He's adorable. No, I think it's good for her to kind of like, she's had been with the hot guys before. She needs to like ground herself I think a generally bit. speaking, they actually do make a very nice couple. But yeah, she's, she needs a nice boy from Long Island. Yeah, and he needs the, one of the hottest women in the world. Sure, let Colin have that. <laughs> Colin Jost went to Harvard. Yeah, Colin true. Jost has a lot of great credentials. He also has a very punchable face. Absolutely. That's what his book is called. A punchable face? Yeah, something like that. Oh. He's aware. He's Nick Dunn. <laughs> oh my god, that would make her Amy Dunn. And she Imagine looks that. she looks like amazing Amy too. She could do it. She could do it. But Rosamund Pike is just like Yeah, that was perfect. Anyway. Anyways, speaking of perfect things, maybe, maybe not. Mita, we watched a movie this week. We did. So we did a we did a Nadine movie. Yes, you chose it. I chose for this me. Movie. I chose this mm-hmm. movie for you. This week we watched Train Spotting. Mitha, why don't you give us a quick IMDb breakdown before I tell y'all why I picked it? So the IMDb description for Train Spotting is as follows. Runton, deeply immersed in the Edinburgh drug scene, tries to clean up and get out despite the allure of the drugs and influence of friends. Yeah, yeah that's that's, <laughs> a, that's, a, that's, train that's Train Spotting. That's a good, yeah. Nadim? Yes. Why did you choose Train Spotting for me? Train Spotting came out in 1996. And yes. my list of movies is about, I have about 30 to 35 movies on my list for this year to pick for you. And there are some movies that are absolute, you know, going to go down. And that's about 20 movies, I'd say. And then the other five movies of your picks are a little bit more, like, malleable. So this mm-hmm. week's movie was meant to be something else. It might just be your next movie. And then I was in the shower one day and I'm like, you know what? It's going to be Trainspotting. <laughs> because I think... You need yeah. to watch Train Spotting. And Train Spotting, correct me if I'm wrong, was on your list last season. Train Spotting was on my original list mm-hmm. last year, and I can't I couldn't figure out exactly why I had taken it off. Yeah. I think there were some other things I was like, oh, that might be more interesting. Okay. And I think I had originally planned for it in like the holiday. No. I don't know. I took it off. <laughs> you took it off. Either way, we didn't end up watching it. And so yeah. I put it on the maybe pile for you. And then when I was looking at my list, I was like, no, I think you actually need to see this. I think Mm -hmm. this is like, in the grand scheme of cinema, I think this is actually required viewing. It was a giant movie when it came out. And in 90... Was it really? It was really big. This was like a cult, like, blockbuster. It defined, I think, a generation of like, (laughs) of film geeks, I'd say. And 
it was kind of at the time very much fanboy material for people who mm-hmm. like like I'd say men more because I don't think even if women like this, which I'm sure many do, I don't think they fawned over it the way men did. I think there was, you know, people loved it the way they lived, like Fight Club, for instance, and a little bit of that like toxic toxic masculinity vote goes here. Yeah. Where I don't necessarily actually think it's deserved because I think there's a lot of sensitivity in this movie, weirdly. This is completely tolerable. This is completely tolerable. But I think it was just, it was still a very male appreciated film. But at the time, like Fight Club. But at the time, this was huge. This was a big film. And I think it has really stood the test of time. Also, Danny Boyle, who won an Academy Award for Meet This All Time Favorite Film, Slumdog Millionaire, directed this. This was the movie that really got him on the map. And so I was like, we're going to we're going to watch uh, Transpotting Meets. OK, so that's why you want my two cents. I want your two cents. OK, my first thought. Wait, my first question for you. Were you 11 when you watched this? I, like, how old were you? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch this when it came out. I definitely okay. watched it. I definitely watched it too early. Full stop okay. period. I was probably yeah. it, I was probably in my. I was probably 16, 17, maybe even 18 Mm -hmm. when I watched it, but I was definitely too young to have seen it. And then I watched it maybe in my 20s, early 20s again, and I never saw it again. So I haven't seen it in like 16 years, maybe. And I forgot the entire film. Okay. Because my first thought was, I'm really glad I watched this as an adult. Yeah. And not as a teenager. But at the same time, how like... How good would this be to show this to teenagers to be like, this is the effects of drugs. Like, you need to be careful, guys. Those are my first few thoughts. My other one, though, is like, okay, so for the past 12 years of my life, I just have never understood this fascination with Danny Boyle. I don't know why. Okay. Like, I think the only thing I can ever correlate him to is Slumdog Millionaire. (laughs) And so it's just as always left a bad taste in my mouth. And I never understood... What was like the appeal of Danny Boyle? Why do people want Danny Boyle? Why does his name come up? Mm. I can't even think of anything else he's directed right now. Aside from those two? Yeah. He directed like 28 Days Later. He directed uh, 128 Days. He directed... He's done a lot of stuff. Uh, And a lot of like... So it's a James Franco movie, so I'm not going to be interested. (laughs) But his filmography is very eclectic. Mm -hmm. Very eclectic. Okay, so that's probably why I haven't seen too much of it. But this... I was so impressed with this. Just like when you said perfect earlier, I was like, oh, that's a very good word to describe it. It wasn't the first word I would think of, but like there isn't like thinking about it now and looking back at this movie, like there wasn't there isn't anything that I'm like disappointed in. Mm -hmm. Like I actually I enjoyed it, but there are things that definitely gross me out. At one point, I think I I almost threw up. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple there's a lot of actually like. The visuals in this are quite vile. Yeah. Like, there's... So, oh, the scene with the toilet. Oh, my God, that bathroom. <laughs> I'm just going to go yeah, into it. let's go. The scene where he goes into the, the, the worst toilet in Scotland. <laughs> in Scotland. Yeah. So, I have a very sensitive, like, smell, yeah, yeah. sense of smell. And, like, one time I literally was just throwing out garbage, and the smell of the garbage made me puke. Oh, wow. Luckily, I made it into the garbage yeah. bag. But, like, I'm very sensitive to it. And just even watching <laughs> him, like, put his face... I'm thinking about it now, and I want to throw up. <laughs> I was, like, started to gag a little bit, and I had to pause it and go drink some water. Because it was so disgusting. So disgusting. 
but I still enjoyed it. I was still like, oh, I want to go back and finish it. And like, what an interesting concept of like following him going into Into the the toilet. toilet. I really enjoyed that as well. But no, like I just, I am just super impressed because I also don't like drugs. (laughs) I don't know about you. Yeah. Right. And I I'm, find no, I'm like, not, to be quite honest, I'm a big fan of hard drugs. Okay. Big fan. <laughs> huge. 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 I really felt myself in these characters. I was like, I can exp- <laughs> I can understand the high that they feel and why you would possibly ruin your life in the pursuit of heroin. There is no sarcasm in his voice. <laughs> at right all. Now, guys. Not at all. <laughs> None. This is his real life this is story. This is my real life. Mm-hmm. This is a story about a boy named Nathan. Yeah, absolutely. Continue, Mitha. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like drugs, yeah. unlike you. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, this is where we I differ. Can, and I typically can't find anything, like, relatable about it, or I just find it, like, I have a hard time empathizing and sympathizing with those types of characters mm-hmm. because they do put it upon themselves, and I can't really, like, understand. But this, like, appeals to sort of that, that I'm using the word toxic masculinity in air quotes because I don't think it applies here. It appeals to that notion of, like, this is a guy's movie, mm-hmm. And for me, watching it, the whole time I was thinking, like, this is what Wolf of Wall Street should have been. Uh Why didn't that work in juxtaposition? And, like, this is showing you drug use. And, like, some people could maybe think it's glorifying it. But I really don't think it does. I think it shows a good, like, a, it shows you how terrible it can be. Uh And, like, I really, really enjoyed it. I think, so I have a question. So have you seen, I assume so, Requiem for a Dream? No. What? Yeah. Are you going to change your list now? I don't like drugs. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this information. Are you I know serious? Who you've never seen... is. I'm sure who... you do, but you've never seen Requiem for a Dream? No, I'm too little. <laughs> As he pondered, he's literally choking his beard. I, do, I right don't now. know what to do with that, Mita, because I was so confident. Did I break you? I don't know. I'm just not sure if... Now, literally in my head, I'm like, do I put it on the list? Or is that too many drug movies? I mean, maybe now I'm interested in drugs after watching this. You should heroin. It's, it's that high is real good. <laughs> it's wonderful, I hear. Anyways, so <laughs> I, I, I need a moment, but... You know what, though? Maybe I'm into drugs because I really like traffic. Like, you I did, really that's like very traffic. true. But here's the thing. Who am I? <laughs> you don't even know. But here's the thing about... I mean, I don't know how much I can have this discussion with you now because I saw Requiem for a Dream closer to when it came out because Requiem for a Dream is from 2000, 2000. So four years later, Requiem for a Dream, a lot of people call the definitive movie about drugs. Mm-hmm. And I remember I remember when I watched Requiem for a Dream, I was absolutely blown away and I thought it was an amazing emotional like roller coaster. And a lot of people say that it's 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 a film that helps you understand the plight of drug addicts and understand the mm-hmm. world of addiction really well. However, I think Requiem for a Dream lectures you a little. Whereas okay. I think what Train Spotting really does, and what it does probably the best, is it's actually trying to entertain you, but at the same time, it's trying to tell you the perils of drugs. It's kind of like last week we talked about how the best films know how to hide the vegetables. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what Diane Boyle does. There's some crazy sequences. There's there's the sequence with the toilet, the, the sequence where his other buddy shoots the poo all over his oh girlfriend's face. Ba- I laughed so, <laughs> so hard. <laughs> there's just some real shocking moments in this film. And it is filled with some great lines and great moments. Like, it's really filled with a lot of entertainment. 
But what you take away is honestly how awful drugs are. Yeah. And that I never want to do it. You never want to do it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if you, and maybe this is a point of conversation because did this help you maybe understand what addiction is? I think I understand what it is and I can I can understand that it's beyond someone's reach like they just can't help mm-hmm. themselves and like it's funny that your reference point is Requiem for a Dream my reference point is an episode of Brothers and Sisters <laughs> <laughs> there's an episode of Brothers and Sisters in which Justin who is one of the brothers of Brothers and Sisters mm-hmm. he has PTSD and like is addicted to I think like an opioid yeah And they're trying to wean him off and they decided to like have him go cold turkey. And so he's like locked up in Sally Field's house and like he's like trying to search for drugs and Sally Field and him have this moment where he's like, I just need one. I just need one. And she's just like had enough. And she's like, no, Justin, like that was that was my introduction of like what it would feel like. And I, I can understand that. I just like I would never seek this out. I would never be like, I want to watch a movie about people's like quarrels with drugs and heroin and what they go through. And I think, and like, I can admit I have a bit of an addictive personality. I do too, yeah. Yeah, and so that's why I've never really been interested because I'm worried about what could happen if I ever did dabble in that. But, and I can understand like someone's pain because I can, I get addicted to things very easily Mm -hmm. as well. There's just like nothing that's really like interesting to me about watching that. And I don't know why people would want to watch that. I still don't really know why people would like seek this out. This as a movie? Yeah. But you said you enjoyed it, but you still don't understand why people would want to see it? I don't. I enjoyed this specifically. Because you were forced to watch like, it? Yeah. I don't know if this is... I didn't know what train spotting was about, too. I went in this completely blind. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. Um, so I didn't know it was about drugs. I thought it was That's about, like, four guys. a lot like, of movies just experience. It, yeah, yeah, it was. All this morning, too. <laughs> <laughs> But I just knew it was like Ewan McGregor and Johnny Lee Miller yeah, and a couple other guys. And I thought, oh, it's just like young guys in the UK in the 90s. That's literally That's what exactly I what it's about. Yeah. I thought it was like the male version of Spice Girls. Yes. <laughs> it was not. It was not. Or maybe it is. Maybe this is what happens in the male version of the Spice maybe, Girls. Maybe, yeah. That's the target. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah, but like I don't. Now that you said that, like, I don't, I would, I would tell people watch this for sure. Like, this is really interesting. So did this kind of feel like homework for you? Is that why you pushed it off so long to watch it? No, I've just been really busy okay. all week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted to watch it because obviously I had it on my list last yeah. year and I had it on my list because I Googled like, what are some of the best yeah. movies to watch? And Train Spotting was on there and I had heard some things about T2 and I kind of wanted to like yeah. last year maybe have us do both. Okay. To do the original and the sequel. Yeah. But then it just got cut. So then it never happened. But I don't... If I had known that, I maybe would have cut it earlier than I had expected. And I don't know if I would have wanted you to put it on this year's list. Oh, interesting. Like, you were okay watching it because you didn't realize it was about drugs. Yeah. But now that I've seen it, I'm like, okay, like, this is... I would totally watch this again. Like, I think this is really interesting and there's a lot of things to pull out from there. And like, there's definitely some scenes like I never, I never want to see that dead baby again. Oh my God, right? <laughs> That's Just a like, lot. Also, how, how long was the baby dead for? Because like... But isn't that the point? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, that's... De- I-, I think this movie just shows... It shows addiction and the faults of... Like, what happens in addiction, I think, just so well. 
And I think mm-hmm. I really like, and I'm really glad I actually saw this again because I put it on the list for you. But I realized that as I was watching it, I'd completely forgotten, like I'd com- forgotten about like major plot points in this film. And I knew it was about drug addiction, but I didn't know. I don't think when I was 17 in high school and hadn't smoked a joint in my life that I knew that like what addiction really was at that point Mm -hmm. or really even understood what it looked like watching it. So I think this movie really just went over my head. And when I liked it when I was 17, it was because I was a little shit and thought I should like it. Because you were trying to be a cool guy. Because I was trying to be a cool guy who's like, oh my God, have you seen Transpotting? It's so good. It's so much better than... Oh, wait, Fight Club wasn't out yet. So no, but, like, do you know what I mean? Is It, it, it kind of had that air to it. But, like, watching it now, it was just kind of like, this is this is solid filmmaking. It's, like, real mm-hmm. solid guerrilla filmmaking. And it it just does so many things so well. I was, like, really impressed with this, this, this viewing experience. I really enjoyed watching it, and I felt like I was watching it for the first time, which is That's a rare good. experience, I think. It is. Yeah. This literally was my first time, yeah. so I can't speak to Fair that. Enough. But I wanted to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on Ewan McGregor? He blew up after this movie, right? This was kind yeah. of his, like, big thing. And I've never been, like, a huge fan of his. Like, I've watched him in things and always felt like he was likable and, like, fine. But I think coming back to this and watching this, it made me like him more. Mm-hmm. It really made me like him more because he really gets into this role. He really gets into the the performance and he really makes you understand him i don't think i'll ever be like a huge fan of ewan mcgregor's but i can yeah. appreciate him as an actor i've never really like been into him yeah. and i never understood it watching this i can understand where that like this is his introduction yeah. to to hollywood at mm-hmm. least and like i can get he's as much as he's like a troubled character he's very charming in it still yeah. and like you know he does bad things and you know he's a bad person, but you're still rooting for him. And it does that really well in this. Um, and so I find him really like charming. I could totally see like watching this and thinking like, oh, this guy's going to be like a big deal. Yeah. But then I feel like everything he's done since then is lackluster. Like he's not that great. And like, I I love Moulin Rouge, but I don't love Moulin Rouge for you. And right. he's in Moulin I Rouge I love it too. for Nicole. You've yeah, totally yeah. forgot about yeah, that, absolutely, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, but, like, I know there are women out there who, like, who stan Ewan McGregor. Do you know what that term means? I, yeah, and I refuse to use okay. it. Why? I just hate the terminologies. Why can't you just say I'm a big fan? Don't you know the song, though, by Eminem? Which song? That's what it comes from. The song Stan. Oh, God. I don't care. <laughs> what did you think it was? I don't know, and I didn't care enough to ask. <laughs> You're so choogy. Stop it, Mita. You are 30 now. I'm hip. I'm hip to be square. But okay, also watching this made me feel like such a square. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think you need to do hard drugs in order to be cool. Well, I had a little bit of an existential crisis this morning. Like, I've never done anything wild or like crazy. Do I need to start experiencing things like this? Like, Yes, this went a really bad way. But like some of what they did looked fun. Like they were just enjoying their time together. Which part of what they did looked fun? (laughs) Their friendship and their camaraderie and like... Sure, you can have that without doing hard drugs. Without the drugs? Yeah. (laughs) Without doing heroin, intravenous drug use doesn't need to be a part of the things you do with your friends. We'll see. Maybe my life is going to change after watching this. Maybe it will, Mitha. One thing, though, I did feel was... Mm -hmm. 
I remember probably at the time more than now being like, wow, Scotland is gross. Because, <laughs> <laughs> and, Did you live there? <laughs> well, no, I lived in Ireland, but oh, which sorry. was amazing. But I think the whole point was to show the side of Scotland and Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. But you don't realize that when you're young. You don't realize that, like, oh, I think this is meant to take place in, like, the impoverished areas. And I'm pretty sure there's beautiful parts of Scotland. I'm, like, positive of it now. There are beautiful parts of Scotland. Yeah. The other thing I found super annoying was I didn't understand, like, a quarter of the dialogue. <laughs> They're really hard to understand. <laughs> really, really hard to understand. Are you a subtitles person? I have subtitles on everything. Like, even okay, if it's, like, English, Hindi, it doesn't matter. Like, I have subtitles on everything I watch. I just prefer yeah. it. Me too. So, in this movie, I But even I with the it. subtitles, I was, like, pausing and being like, what did you yeah. say? <laughs> what a guy. But are you saying, like, this is the opposite of Amelie then? And that they, like, showed how gross Scotland is? Yeah. And yeah. it really showed you a different side of it. And this is what I think is really, I think... The crown and glory of this film is the subtlety with which Daniel da- Daniel Boyle, because we're Danny on a Boyle. formal name basis, though the subtlety with which Danny Boyle really is trying to say something here, like he's really telling you drugs are bad, and like mm-hmm. this is what drugs can do to you, but it's in such a casual, non, like luxury way. It's really, but it's still quite artful subtle. and it's, with purpose, and it's still entertaining. Yeah, which is. Really, and I actually don't think he's glorifying drugs at all. I don't think anything about this film is glamorous. I think the perception of people whose brains are not fully formed would like be seventeen-year-olds. Yeah, but here's the thing: like, isn't that like saying like I just saw a clip recently? Was I think it was Ellen? Nicki Minaj was on Ellen, and it was like an old clip, obviously, because no one's going on Ellen anymore. But she was on, and she said something about how like. You know, there's a lot of parents who say that you shouldn't, because there's a lot of kids who listen to your music and some of your lyrics have gotten really racy and they're inappropriate. And she said, that's not my concern. Know how to parent your kids. No, that's fair. Right? Like, so why should, like, if you're seven, like, this movie is not meant for me. This is an R-rated 18 plus movie. And if me at 17 was somehow getting my hands on this and I think drugs are cool, I'm sorry, that's, that's not on Danny Boyle. No, and I'm not saying it is. I just think it's like an interesting thing to think about i know i go back and forth with censorship a lot like i know i believe like there shouldn't be censorship but then sometimes i think about like okay what if i had a kid like how do i how do i censor them from these things or how do i open up that conversation and that's why like i feel like parents are so quick and easy to judge things and to like blame the artist and blame Mm -hmm. artistry on it where it's like well are you doing your research are you watching it beforehand and then sitting down and having this conversation but then on top of that, being a teenager at one point in my life, I would have hated if my parents wanted to sit down and have a conversation about this. Yeah. So it's just really hard, like back and forth. Like, what do you plan on doing? Because you actually are a parent. I'm not. <laughs> you know, I think it's an interesting point of like, I think this is such an interesting movie to watch with kids. And with kids, I mean like teenagers, like teenagers who might. I'm not, <laughs> You're going to watch it with your four-year-old. With my, five, my four-year-old daughter. Like, let's watch Trainspotting after Frozen. Yeah. <laughs> I think she'd be so confused. But there's a baby in there. There's a baby in there. No, but I think it's there's something to be said about like, hey, this is actually just talking about drugs. And fine, there's like language and sex and nudity and like it isn't something you want to sit there with your dad and watch on like oh my a, God, a no. Friday night. But at the same time, I think it's such an interesting way to start that conversation too. Mm-hmm. I think it is really educational. And I think if you like if I was a parent and I knew my kid 
and like I knew I could have that conversation or at least I know like how my kid develops their thoughts, I would show this to a teenager and yeah. be like, look how like this is entertaining and this is a movie and it's serving its purpose in that respect. Yeah. But it's also like there are ca- uh, causes, there are effects of drugs yeah. and this is what they are. And like they are very harmful and you don't want to live a life robbing banks well they're not robbing banks, but robbing people and taking drugs and taking heroin yeah. there's just so much in this and it's so short it's an hour and a half it's an hour and a half it really packs it in and like there's some solid twists and turns in this too like in that hour and a half time period as i was watching the certain things came back to me like the fact that kelly mcdonald is supposed to be underage didn't like click with me until you see her and i'm just and that still is just like a oh that instant you can do this and you can do no country for old men yeah you <laughs> Absolutely. But just realize that, like, you know, you can make so many mistakes when you're on drugs. And, like, yeah. you can make some real major mistakes and, like, illegal things, things that you don't in- intend to do. I think it's it walks such a fine line of communicating things to you. Mm-hmm. I think that is really its strength. I think there's a lot of real big thing, great things in this movie, especially the fact that it was directed on, like, a shoestring budget. And they still managed to do as much as they did with this. The music choice in this also amazing, so good. amazing. Full soundtrack. of bops, poppy, yeah. entertaining, and like keeps you. So, like as you were saying earlier, somebody would get bored. This opening shot, you're not getting you're bored not getting with bored, this. Yeah. Again, it confused me. Like, what am I about to watch? Because I thought it was just like these four friends. But then listening to his dialogue, I'm like, uh, where is he going with this? Yeah. Why is he so scattered brain? Oh, he is on drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you start slowly start to like get into it and. I don't know. I, I, I really impressed me to watch it again as an adult. And I'm actually happier that I chose it. It's weird yeah. because I don't think if I had picked it for you, I don't think I would have watched it anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I picked it for you because I was just like, oh, I think you should watch it. And I'm just like, oh, you actually really need to watch this. It is very good. It's very good. And it's very, it's yeah. just, it is an educational piece of film. Hooray, Danny Boyle. So let's I... talk about Danny Boyle for a minute. Yeah, let's. <laughs> so you have a feeling about Mr. Danny Boyle. You have a feeling about Slumdog. Yeah, so I have a feeling So you have mentioned it before, but for mm-hmm. our listeners who might be listening for the first time, first of all, you have 60 episodes to catch up on. Second of all, yeah, Mita, tell us why, what you feel about Slumdog. Well, okay, so I'll do Cliff Notes version, but if you want, like, the whole story, go to, I think, episode five. Is it that Buzz early? Yeah, it was really early. That was the first Bollywood movie we did. Yes. But basically, Slumdog Millionaire came out. uh, Basically, (laughs) okay, I am Canadian, but I am also of South Asian descent. And I really battled a lot with that as growing up as a kid. And so, like, I had two lives essentially. Listen to the first season of Serial and you'll understand. Mm -hmm. And when Slumdog Millionaire came out, it was my last year of high school. And all of a sudden, there was this huge influx of people like wanting to know more about being Indian and Indian culture and people wearing like the pussycat dolls wearing saris, but not wearing saris, like wearing them kind of offensively. And things that are now known as microaggressions were all occurring to me. And I was very upset about it because I had to hide my life for 18, 17, 18 years. And all of a sudden, everyone was just like, Jai Ho, Jai Ho. And I was like, it's Jay? And they're like, no, me thoughts, Jai Ho. I was like, absolutely not. It's Jay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so for that, I have always been mad at Danny Boyle because he brought some dark millionaire into our life. And as I say it out loud, I know how ridiculous that sounds. I know it's silly, but it's just something that like lives within me. 
And so I've always had a bad taste. I haven't really like seeked out anything else that he's done. I can't think of anything in recent times. I didn't look at his filmography. Is there anything in the last five years? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's directed. He, he directed yesterday. He did? Oh, tr- Steve Jobs. Slumdog, Sunshine, Million. Why did I forget? All- I really like. The Beach. I erased him. I erased him from my mind completely. Yeah. I liked yesterday. I didn't mind it. Yeah. Actually, I could see a lot. I think yesterday is a very PG version of, of this. Like, I can see a lot of similarities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do really like Steve Jobs, but I just like Steve Jobs for Kate Winslet. Yeah, Kate Winslet is very good in it. <laughs> yeah. I think Steve and Jobs think is the- actually a super boring film that is very well directed, very well written, and very well acted. And should have been a play. Yeah. Abs- oh my God. Would have been an amazing, amazing play. play. Yeah. Aaron, get your yeah, shit together. Amazing. <laughs> it's so interesting as a play. Just didn't work yeah. as, a, as a film. As a film. No. Would you revisit Slumdog mm-hmm. after you've watched this? Are we doing it for the podcast? <laughs> Maybe. Should I, we do it as like part of small talk for next week? Are you open to that? Yeah, I'm open to it. Okay. Because I have the week off. Okay. If I didn't have the week off, then no, I'm not wasting my time. I haven't seen Slumdog in a few years, so maybe I'll watch it with you. I haven't seen it since 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to fare now, to be quite honest, because mm-hmm. I think I think at the time it was a big deal, but I don't know how it's going to fare in this day and age. Especially, it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I also think I it'll was make... in India when? when those when they won the Oscar. Oh my god, that must have been amazing! I was in Mumbai the day we were leaving Mumbai to go to Delhi. The kids were coming back. From Get Los out, me that must have been crazy. Yeah. It was crazy, and I just felt so bad because I literally like walked. I saw those slums the day before. And I'm like, these kids are gonna have to go, yeah, go back, back to these slums. Yeah. Like this is completely unfair. I think maybe at the time you viewed it viewed it as more exploitative of like the Indian culture, but I think Danny saw a good story and just tried to do right by it and ran with it. Uh, yeah, and I think once you kind of see the type of filmmaker Danny Boyle is, it changes how you feel about Slumdog Millionaire because you realize he's not. When you see him and you like experience his films, you're like, oh, this man is actually just trying to do good work. Yeah, and Slumdog, for all its flaws, is a it is an entertaining film. I think. And I get that. I actually, I love the concept of it of yeah. somebody going on like, who wants to be a millionaire and getting and all these And posing questions. this like, entire life. Yeah, I think it's such a like, yeah. interesting. Anyways, we'll discuss it next week for homework. Okay. Yeah. I have a question for you, yes, though. please. Are you going to watch T2? <laughs> Can I tell you, Mitha? I'm a little embarrassed to say I did not know T2 was a film until I IMDb train spotting and I saw train spotting 2. <laughs> I was like, wait, there was a sequel to this? There was a sequel that came out a couple of years ago. 2017. I didn't look into it, so I don't know what people think about it. It didn't, it's not as highly regarded, clearly, as the original. Also, I think, like, I read up, like, a bit about what it's meant to be about, and it's, it takes place mm-hmm. 20 years later, the same way, like, it's, that's the idea, it's these people. I don't think that's necessary. I don't think it was a necessary piece of film, but I think we do have to watch it. Okay, we'll watch it. But that was going to be my segue into, like, sequel, sequel prequel ideas, I because good. I actually... I really just like this as it yeah. is. I love this ending too. I don't need to know anymore. I know he's going to F up again. Inevitably, yeah. But are you yeah. not curious about how he got into drugs in the first place? Um, that's a good question. Yes and no. I guess, like, I would have to see it to to know if I actually would be interested. If it was just, like, the normal of, like, 
he started with pot and then slowly worked his way into these things. They no. say pot isn't a gateway drug, though. No, but I think that that's what people start with. I don't know. I don't do drugs. <laughs> Is that what you start with? I mean, they say it's not a gateway drug, though. That pot, a lot, a lot of people do pot, right? And so what? What is cocaine like? I think cocaine actually might be, cocaine. or like pills, yeah. mushrooms, like things like that. Mm-hmm. Or that's how you maybe get into it. I don't. I honestly don't know. I hate needles, so I don't know how you get to being like, hey, let me inject something into my vein and then like slowly get into like other things like let me inject my penis i'm just like i have no idea why anyone would want to he has to take the suppository up his butt yeah (laughs) but like even that scene is trying to show you look how extreme this man is going to go go but let's turn it into a funny scene which is exactly what he does which is like so delightful it's so delightful (laughs) it's so funny to watch but at the same time you're like wow this is extreme to take some drugs this is crazy yeah Martin Scorsese should have watched this when he was doing Wolf of Wall Street. I think Wolf of Wall Street is terrible. And like, I think it's as... It's garbage. I think at the time, I wanted to like it more than I did. In retrospect, Mm -hmm. I actually just think it's such a toxic film. It's so... Like, I just don't... Like, what were they thinking? Why? Like, what was their purpose? Why tell this man's story of all the men that there are? What is so great about Jordan? I remember watching this. I got, I, I don't, I think I might have told this story, but I'm going to tell it again. I got advanced screening tickets to see Wolf of Wall Street. So me and my wife went and the theater was full of bros, was full of these dudes and bros who were like so in love with this film. And like, you could tell they loved it from their like reactions. Oh, and me and my wife were just like, oh man, this is exactly the type of people who are going to like this film. And we're going to say it's really great. It's really great. But like, it's. I think I think that glamorizes a lot of toxic things. Drug that is abuse toxic masculinity at its finest. At its finest. And I think it glamorizes toxic masculinity. Yeah. And like came out at the at a time where people were just like, Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. I'd, Partying. I think if you watch it now, I don't think it has aged aged well. Quaaludes. 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 Ludes. We should get into our ratings. Okay, yeah. Let You're first. Here. Okay. So yeah, I really like this. I really like this and I'm glad that I really am like I said glad that we watched it. I'm glad that we chose to re- I, that I chose this for you so that I could revisit it. Um like I'm glad you watched it, but for me I'm actually really glad I got to rewatch this too cuz I don't I just don't think I would have watched it anytime soon. And it is it is a lot better than I remember it being and I think I I just didn't understand what was going on. Like I really mm-hmm. think I understood what drugs were and I understood drugs are bad. But that's really it. So there's a lot of things about, like, the characters. And there's a lot of things about, like, what's being portrayed versus what's actually trying to be said that I think completely went over my head. I think at the time I might have even felt it was glamorizing it, but it was okay. But now when I watch it, I'm kind of like, oh, no, you're actually trying to say this drugs are awful. And here's a funny way to tell you that. And I think that is actually genius. As a film, I think it's great. It is not without its flaws. But I think it's really, really good. And I think it has stood the test of time. And I think it is actually a great educational piece. I think older teens, like if you were 16, 17, I actually would recommend this to a class. And I would say, mm-hmm. I, you know, if you needed to get like written permission from a class to be like, we want to show our kids train spotting to teach them about, you know, why not to do drugs, but show something that they're going to be able to connect with. Yeah. And I think what I would do, I've, I've actually been thinking, like, I think what I would actually do is I'd give my kids this and be like, I want you to watch this on your own. And then I, we want, we're we going to talk about it. 
because I think it would make my. I want to talk about it, Dan. Yeah, and I'm, but I think, but I think my thing would be, I think it would be really uncomfortable to watch this with me because there is with sex and oh unity gosh, and all yeah. of that. But I think to be like, hey, like let's you know watch this, and then I just want you to you know talk about it with me so that you kind of understand where I'm going with it. But anyway, here's my second part to that though. Yeah. What if they're like, Dad, this was so cool. Like, they were having so much fun. Oh, man. Like, I want to move to Scotland. Uh, yeah. I, then I'd, I'd say, yeah, I'm sure like they you were. Have some I, well, I'd say, yeah, I'm sure they were having fun. But did you see where they lived? Did you see how they died? Remember that scene where they had to go, he had to go into a toilet to get a suppository? You want to, you know, you know what I mean? I think like. Did you see their skin? Did you see their skin? Like, do you want to see what Ewan McGregor actually looks like? He's very good looking. And then, like, it's. I think there's so many things that you can put, like, do you want to maybe accidentally catch HIV? Like, there's so many things that That's this true, movie yeah. is really trying to tell you without telling you them. And it, mm-hmm. it's really, it's strange. So anyways, I could really go on because I really was impressed with this. At the end of the day, I'm going to go with my gut instinct and I'm giving it three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. That's a little bit lower than I thought you were going to go. Yeah, because when I think of four, I gave all about E4. And while I really did like this and like... There's things I really do enjoy about this. I think about it as a movie as a whole. I think it is... I think the language barrier... The language is actually quite... Like, it. I really did miss a lot of the language. And yeah. I don't think for a second that this movie should be aimed at people... Like, it should be dubbed down language-wise. I'm glad it was authentic to the dialect, like the Scottish dialect. I wish the yeah. Blu-ray I have had subtitles on it. That's mm-hmm. all. And it did not. But three and a half is where I think I, think I, I, I sit comfortably with it. Okay. As you were saying that, like, this idea popped into my mind. I think this movie is filled with really great content. Mm-hmm. Like, it is presenting you an idea of, yeah. like, drugs are bad, but it's showing it to you in a really poppy, entertaining way that will capture an audience and keep them going and yeah. want to see the rest of it. That being said, I can't tell you character names. Yes, I exactly. can't tell you, like, all these little details. Like, I wasn't so involved in it that... I was like taken aback and like I want to know the rest of their lives. Like I had no sequel prequel yeah. ideas and that's pretty rare for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so I I kind of agree with you that this is, you know, really enjoyable to watch and there's some really great scenes in here and he does really walk that line of subtlety of like teaching you a lesson, but at the, but not like shoving it down your throat, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate because nobody wants anything shoved down their throat. But yeah, I think there are definitely, there's those subtleties in there and it is entertaining, but it wasn't anything that I was like taken away with. And there are a couple things in there that I will now remember for, for the rest of my mm-hmm. life, like that baby yeah. and that toilet scene. Mm-hmm. And I don't, as much as I'm walking away from them, like toilet scene, I'm thinking that's entertaining. Baby, I never want to see that again. Yeah. Like I never want to, like that was just like gut-wrenching and very upsetting. And so there are things in there that like, I think that really teaches me the lesson of like, if anything, this has reassured me. I've made really good life choices, (laughs) right? I think we both made really great life choices, but I don't think it hit me hard enough that I was just like taken aback from it. So I too am at three and a half stars. I think the biggest takeaway from this is Danny Boyle. Like, I think the thing I really take away from this is you really are an artful director. Like you're a very skilled person to be able to, make a movie so serious but mm-hmm. so educational but not have it be preachy and have it be like a ride it's an entertaining film to watch it's just, and it's still cool it's still cool like it manages yeah. to do everything somehow 
And I think it hits every note it intends to hit. Yeah. And I think all of that credit goes to Danny Boyle. Like, all of it. I'm actually, like, I'm excited to watch Slumdog Millionaire because now that I've watched this, I was like, maybe I'll have a different perspective. And I think when I when I watched Slumdog Millionaire for the first time, it was in India, yeah. too. Oh, wow. So, yeah. <laughs> it was just a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it was in India, and I think I already had the pre-notion in my mind of, I'm not going to like this yeah. because, like, why are all these girls at school now asking me if they can borrow Indian clothes? Like, <laughs> I think that other difference is you're also more confident in your own assessment of your culture. Yes, I've grown and like I I love my culture. Yeah. I love where my parents come from and I love experiencing those things. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, it'll be interesting. Okay. Well, Jai Ho! Jai Ho! Jai Ho! That's not what they're saying. No, like not. you literally, can you not hear the J? So the J, yeah. No, Mita, it's Jai. But that's homework for next week, Mita. Yes. What are we about to do? What are we about oh to gosh. play? Different characters, same world. I really like yeah, that we're one. Really good. Okay. okay, let me get my phone so I can get a timer. Okay. <laughs> There's really good music in this. It's movie really too. good, honestly. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, Nadim, your hints this week, I will let you know that they're all television characters. They are not movie characters. Okay. Okay. So, your hints are yeah. Rebecca Pearson, Chuck Bartowski, and Oscar Bluth. And your timer starts now. Is Rebecca Peterson Mandy Moore? Yes. Okay. And it's Pearson. Pearson. Chuck Bluth. Chuck Bartowski. Chuck Bartowski. Is that what's his name from Gossip Girl? No, that's Chuck Bass. Okay, thank you. And which Bluth, you? Which Bluth was it? Oscar Bluth. Oscar Bluth. So which one was Oscar? That's where I got. I got sneaky. <laughs> 30 seconds. What Mandy Moore movie am I watching? Am I watching Tangled? Yeah. Good job, Nadim. Mita. We watched yeah. Tangled for Alia's birthday. <laughs> Should I change it? What do you want to do? I have a backup. What do you want to do? This is a first. I'm keeping this entire conversation in this recording. Okay, I have a, a movie that we could do as a backup, but I just need a couple seconds to figure out a game. But is that what we're doing? Do we want to do a backup? or? I don't want... I think, like, do we watch something that you've seen before? These are the questions that you literally right? just literally watched? just watched, like not even a week ago. Her birthday was on Tuesday. Yeah, her birthday it was on Monday. Was on, yeah, I should have told you. You should have because you also told me last year you really wanted to watch did, Tangled. And we did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well now we know, so now we have to do something okay, different. Fine. But can, you got to give me a Take second here. Yeah. Oh, wait, but who was? Oh wait, is oh. Zachary Levi in? Yeah, he's entangled. He's Chuck Bartowski on his television show, Chuck. Oh, there you go. Oscar Bluth is the twin to George Bluth. Oh. Jeffrey Tambor is entangled. What, what, what character does he play? He's a voice in it uh, of one of the guards, I think. Oh, okay. Sure. Yeah. Technically speaking, Mitha, we could just do it. Do you want to just do it? Because I did just watch it last week. It, it's, it hasn't and then been... I can shame you yeah. and be like, 
Nadim asked me to put this on his list. I did not ask <laughs> you. How dare you? You actually did, though, Nadim. Did you I? did. No. You're forgetting. You texted me and said, "Put Tangled on my list." Can you put Tangled on my list? I think it's like I think it's cute though because I literally just watched it and I can watch it again just to like. Okay. Are we doing it? Yeah, let's do okay, it. Let's do it. I haven't watched it in like forever. Okay. I think it's. I think it actually because I watched it just last week. I think it totally works. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So yeah, we're doing Tangled. Oh my god. <laughs> This is what it is. There you go. But good choice. Good choice. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited about it. I love a good Disney movie. Yeah. Me too. So it'll be good. Huzzah! Huzzah! But that is <laughs> eventually when we record. Mita, do you have parting words for us? Who needs reasons when you've got heroin? It's a good one. Is it? Oh. <laughs> you do need reasons and you don't need heroin. You really That's don't need heroin. Don't do drugs, anyone. Make good choices. Good choices. Just saying no. Just saying no. That's terrible advice, but make a choice. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for listening, friends. Please like, subscribe, share, and rate and review. And we will see you next week for Disney's Tangle. Hooray! Have a lovely week, folks. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the Number Two Watch Pod on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at Movies to Watch Pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon.